0: mega oops spoiler super mega planche de Belfi they climb up there they're gonna push some ladies or the ladies jump off the plank to save themselves from being raped that's the that's the mythic story the wonderful uh, family mythic story of the planche de Belfi stage seven tom blaine la super planche de Belfi, mega mega pint mega blanche we got it all and <clears throat> so look Yesterday, crazy shit going on. Watt goes up the road. People are, are wondering about his tactics. Today, it's going to be a completely different thing. Uh, Roglic uh, is hurt. He's got Vinny, uh, Vinigo, and you've got Pogachar up there. As Pogacar is Pogachar now in yellow? Is he going to just ravage everything? Is uh, Nelson Palace going to be able to get into it? Are we going to have a break? Stay away. We've got a lot of those little scenarios. We're going to break through. We're going to talk about, uh, do a quick little thing here. But it was finally the tour to me. Takes off, and we've got some wonderful, wonderful things uh, happening. It, it was amazing. I <clears throat> I enjoyed it. I had to. And once again, I'm dressed for court. Uh, I'm back already, but I had to drive to court, so I'm uh, listening, quote, uh, watching in my car. Um, it was really intense, and uh, I barely made it to the <laughs> to the rescue. <restroom. laughs> That's how intense it was. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe it's what I drank for breakfast. Okay, let's let's get right into it. Uh, I don't want to spoil. Once again, we're gonna uh, do the. We'll look at the uh, the the chart here showing the route, and you had a big Cat Three, you had a sprint, you had a big Cat Three, then you had another Cat Three in here. It's some uncategorized climbs in the midst, and then this super planche, which was intense. Uh, if you remember back, I think the first time they've done it, they did it was 2012. Chris Fr- and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a thing about the planche here, but um, pretty intense uh, gradients here, uh, re- 20 some percent. And, and when you look at the last one kilometer, it kind of pitches off and it's a little flat and then it has a little gravel. You're like, Hey, if there's a break, hint, hint, um, this guy's got it right. No. <laughs> oh boy. Um, 20 some percent. And it was a killer and you can see like in the last kilometer, um, you could lose all your time in the last clumber. I mean, and one of the guys that's, uh, that finished up there near the top three, Looks like he loses, you know, twenty some seconds in twenty meters or so. Um, Before we jump right there, let me move this off here, and I'm going to share a different tab. We're going to talk about the Planche de Belfi, the 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 legend, the legend. Beautiful means beautiful girls. Okay, it's a place inhabited with nice beech trees, and uh, what's the local uh, folk? etymology in contrast holds the mountain took its name from the 30 years ward according to legend young women from the plancher le mon uh fled the mountains to escape swedish mercenaries those swedish mercenaries are always the worst um as they feared being raped and massacred rather than surrender they decided to commit suicide and jumped into a lake far below one of the soldiers then took a board with which his dagger he engraved an epithet to the beautiful girls, a wooden statue created by local artists as a reminder of the legend. Sorry. So uh, here's, here's the real story. This is, this is the legend. What really happened was uh, the mercenaries got the girls drunk. They drove them up there. They probably raped them first and then they threw them over the top. And then they created this story. That's Let's be real. That's, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Planche de Belfi was first used to finish a Stage 7 in the 2012 Tour de France. Same route, I think. Tom Blaine to uh, 199 kilometers today was a little bit less than that. Um, it was won by Chris Froome. Team Sky teammate Bradley Wiggins takes the race lead. They did not go over the super steep section, though. The, the steep finish proved popular. As it quickly became a popular climb among cycling fans. The climb has since been used frequently. In 2014, it was the finished stage of 10, stage 10, and won by then-race leader Vincenzo Nibali in 2017. And remember, 2014, uh, that they came off cobbles then. Chris Froome cl- crashed the day before the cobbles. I think he broke his wrist or had to go in to get x-rays. Then he actually crashes again before they even hit the cobbles on that day. And he abandoned. So then, uh, Vincent de Nibali comes in in 2017, in one in 2014, 2017, it was stage five, uh, of the tour with Fabio Rue winning by 16 seconds over Dan Martin and Chris Froome taking the yellow featured again in 2019 by Dylan Toons. And that day, uh, Giulio Ciccone took the yellow Jersey. If you remember Ciccone takes the yellow Jersey on that day. And I think the next day, you know, he's looking to hold it. And they had some of these kickers coming in on the next day. And that's where Allah Philippe I believe he gets up the road, ends up taking the yellow Jersey away from, uh, Ciccone. Uh, but you can take a look here at some of the, Oh, and then obviously the stage 20 time trial by Tati Pogacar. Um, I mean, look uh, th- what Roglic loses today. He would have loved to have only lost this mount to <laughs> Pogacar uh, back in 2020. Um, so we've got now got. I'm going to spoil it here because it's already got the 2022 update. But <clears throat> Chris Froome, Bradley Wiggins takes yellow. Nibbly, uh, Chris Froome, Abru, Dylan Toons, and Chicconi. So it's interesting here. Froome, I mean, he's he's he wrote it up today. He's not the Chris Froome of old. Bradley Wiggins got kind of pushed out of of his team um, after taking yellow there a few years later. Uh, At Fabio Aru, kind of a downturn. So you know, it's it's got mixed bag, but very popular people winning on this stage uh, where the women got raped and pushed off the side. That's right. Okay, so let's walk right through uh, the stage details. We're going to go through the uh, YouTube. And we'll mute it here before we do that um, because I just don't want to get a a copyright strike that I, I think would be unwarranted anyway. Hang on here. I don't know what's up with my voice. I've had some issues lately. A lot of a lot of phlegm happening. Got sick a while ago. <clears throat> it's just never really cleared up. I don't know what the problem is. Okay, so uh, just a little bit of, re- they do a little bit of, obviously, recap here, showing yesterday's stage win. Once again, Tadipakacar <clears throat> takes it over um Was there any fallout of the Betty All thing? Now that looks like uh, that the whole situation has been kind of mended. It's been interesting to see that was uh, from Stage Five and the and the, the cobbles. It's been interesting to see, however, uh, some of the the reporters and some of the podcasts I've listened to try to justify and and give excuses and the team maybe overblowing it a bit. But um, I, I think they I, I just think I don't think there was any ill will by Betty All there. I just think he didn't know what the heck was going on and he was stupid. Um, and it was a mistake. That's that's just all there is to it on that one. Um, but why did Wout take off yesterday? I think it was actually a good tactic for the team. He probably didn't want to, you know, they're going to chase yesterday. So he gets up the road. It'd be better to have a bigger group. Uh, but he gets up the road. Jumbo's not going to chase and, and de- defend his yellow jersey anyway. So this is kind of his throng at trying to protect it himself. Um, he's going to lose it on the Planch de Belphi anyway. Then it made UAE chase today. So that's what exactly happened. So today you get a bigger break. That was uh, including that yesterday. Here's the route we had today. You get a decent-sized break. Kamina's in there, Shackman, Asgreen, Erverti, um, who else? Geschka, Twins, Pedersen, Ciccone, Luke Durbridge. Uh, Ciccone uh, didn't do as well as I expected him to. Remember, he hung on with Dylan Toons uh, a few years ago, and with 2019, for the, uh, the yellow jersey that day. Um, so UAE, they pull a guy back from the break. They're chasing all day. Mads Pedersen takes the early sprint. Wout actually takes some more time. Geshka is getting some KOM. I think you ended up seeing Magnus Kort stay in the polka dot jersey, however, today, but that's going to be pretty tenuous coming up here fairly shortly. Uh, team was on it all day. They hit the they hit the hit final climb, and Schachman had been doing a bunch of work for Kamna. Uh, so Schachman ends up getting out as, as Kamna takes off with Durbridge, uh, Dylan Toynes, Geshka, and uh, himself, obviously. And pretty soon, Geshka takes off, and then Kamna takes off after him. Uh, so here's there's Geshka going, and then the, the chase behind. So it's it's right, right around eight kilometers uh, climb to the finish. And they have about a minute, as you can see here, about a minute 13. And uh, Kamna comes up to him, up to Geshka, and then goes through. And he holds that gap between a minute 10 to 49, 50 seconds, almost all the way to the, the first finish, Okay. And then you start to have, which is, and and the teams are lining up here in the back. One you start to see early coming off is, there's always going to be this first day in the mountains. One person is going to get shelled off that, you know, had high hopes, right? Um, And I was actually thinking it'd be roguish because he's been talking about how he's really, his body is really kind of messed up. If you saw the wreck, there was another post I saw of it, of someone that took a picture on the side of the road. And he was, he's literally upside down hitting it. And obviously, you know, separates his shoulder. It's a pretty big deal. So his body's banged up. Uh, but Vlasov, Vlasov ends up losing a little bit of time. He can see in this picture here that, um, Rigoberto Uran for in the pink is holding on there, but, uh, Nilsson Palace starts to dangle in the last two Ks or so they hit the last K and it's, um, as they come through with kind of the old start finish here and 750 meters from what Kamna has. And Tade is done with his team. He'd had great work. Um, it was early on. It was Brandon McNulty. Then it was, uh, George Bennett. And then Rafa Micah, as you can see here, is pulling off, kind of gives him the, the elbow, and uh, Pogacar hits it out. We'll run it here just a tad bit. As you can see them going up, he starts to kick a little bit, and Garrett Thomas has a little bit of tough trouble. Uh, Adam Yates is there, Bardet, and there starts to be uh, some separation. And as they go around the corner here, you can see Vinigo says, nope, I'm taking this, and he easily gets up to the wheel as they're hitting the dirt. And you can see Camna suffering like a dog, once again, they stopped doing the clock here because it, it was hard to tell in the, in the dirt, but he had like, you know, 40, 30, 40 seconds uh, going into that section. And then it's when it really pitches up. And it's hard because it's uh, you can see it's dusty. It's dirty. It's a gravelly. And if he's you know, trying to stand up out of the saddle, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, right here, Jonas takes off. And let's see if we can see he attacks. I think it's a tad early personally. I'm um, trying to see if there's any road signs that say how many K or, you know, meters to go here, but Kamna, uh, digging, <laughs> digging deep, heading over the, the handlebars, trying to keep the tires from slipping out. Uh, that's a hundred meters there. So Jonas hits out probably around 200 meters and you're going to see him just right here come flying past, but this thing doesn't mellow out. And so they get closer to the top here. Camna uh, starts to weave and bob and you're just like, dude, sorry, sorry. It was, it was nice. Nice having you up there. <clears throat> Behind you getting Roglitch. There's a gap, and you're like, Vinigo is going to get it. And then look at the steam that um, our man Pogacar puts on because he does not like to be giving out anything. Comes across, gives some high fives by accident. Jonas barely makes it across. There's so the time bonus. And then Roglitch ends up coming in third. Camna for fourth. And Louis Menches pushes his bike, uh, gets off it for some reason, and pushes his bike over the finish line for, um, I don't know, he's down their Ways for like top 15 or so. So you had Pogacar, Vinigo in second place, uh, Garrett Thomas. Um, this is the general. This is a general. Let's see if we go back here to the stage. There we go. Vinigo, Roglic in third place. So they each get time bonuses. I think it's 10, 6, and 4. Kamna coming in fourth, holding on really strong. I, I mean, Dude did great until that last 700 meters. What are you going to do? Ah, uh, Garrett Thomas, just a bit, a bit of a gap there to fourteen seconds, comes in with kamna, uh, David Gadu uh, for uh, grupama, um Tebow. was one that came off. You know, he grew up in this area. Uh, I think he has goats in this area and, and a goat, little goat farm. Yeah, I don't know if he still lives there. Anrich uh, mas, twenty one seconds, barde, twenty one, yates, twenty nine, Sepkus forty one. so when that when the all hell broke loose around two hundred to go, you can just see Sep. Um, it was actually a little bit before that uh, when when um, uh, the UAE rider, Rafa Micah, pulled off. That's kind of where Sep just – he didn't go with all the, the action there. Um, but just rides himself in for 10th place, uh, losing 41 seconds. And uh, we'll get to the full overall uh, a little bit later here. Take a look at all the teams. So, top 10, Vinigo in second, uh, 35 seconds down. That's his time. Uh, you know, he lost nine seconds on the TT. He lost a uh, few seconds today on the um, with the bonus seconds, a few seconds yesterday with bonus seconds as well, and then twenty some seconds or so um, for the cobbles. So you know that's that just start adding up. Nelson Palace drops uh, what six places down to uh, eight. Pidcock is up there. Uh, Enric Mas uh, Martinez. So you've got any else with three, four. 7 and 10. And I think that's going to be their strategy. They can start sh- sending guys maybe up the road in some of the big climbs. Danny Martinez, um, you let him go. You can't. You're going to have to chase him down because not in a day like today, uh, Pogacar just you know put his team on the front and they drilled it. But a little different type of day uh, where it's just more climbing and you got big mountain passes after big mountain passes. You might get Danny Martinez taken off. He's in striking distance. Now you got to chase that boom, then you have Pidcock attack, you know, so when you have these teams that are up there uh, and they're able to, to, you know, kind of bunch themselves up, it, it's uh, helpful. Tomorrow they end up going into Switzerland. you got some mountains here. Um, it's not a big climby day, but you do have the finish here that uh, goes up to the top here in Lucerne. It'll be interesting to see how they play this. Um, I would think maybe UAE doesn't want to have to chase, and so they let a group go off. Uh, but, you know, if you have riders that are interested in trying to make it difficult. You never know what they're going to do at the at the end. So let's take a look at the results. Go to cycling stats, trusted, uh, tried and true. And we, we've looked at those, but now we're going to do a breakdown by team. Cause I wanna, this is the best way for me to do it. Just walk through each team and you could get an idea of how their leaders have done. Uh, Parrot Pentre of Citron, he loses 115. So, not a bad time there, Jungles, though. But Ben, uh, Ben O'Connor, he had a tough time. He was one of the, I I mentioned Vlasov losing him, but Ben O'Connor lost contact before, um, when riders were, you know, much better than him. And so he ends up 57th on the day. That's not, uh, that's not good for him. Um, we're not gonna, uh, Alpeson. they have no one on the GC that we care about. Astana Lutsenko, he was another one that lost. Um, he, Loses a minute 34, which is right around where Nilsson Palace, what he lost. But, you know, Lusenko coming in had a lot more um, potential or hope than, than Nilsson did. b b they didn't really have anybody up there. Bahrain, so Domino Caruso holds to 112. That's okay. Luis Leon Sanchez, he was having some trouble dealing. Who so had won this one in 2019. Ends up losing 352 out of the break. He just uh, kind of mailed it in there. As we know, Kamna, 14 seconds off for fourth place. Pretty disappointing for him, but what a fight. Uh, and it is interesting the, the contrast there because Vlasov ends up losing some time and loses 139. Not a great day for him either. He, uh, look, I, I think that 130 range losing today, especially when you can see how quick you saw Thomas Roglic losing, you know, 15, 20 seconds within a few hundred meters. So when a guy loses 134, um, he obviously gets popped earlier and then, uh, you know, Still tries to to do some work. I, I think that's somewhat respectable. Uh, Shockman 334, but he did a lot of work for Cam uh, coming in today. Guillaume martin loses 45 seconds. That's about as as good as you're expecting him to do. It's probably what you're going to do most of the time. Iran loses 45 seconds, 12th place. Nielsen Palace, 19th place at 123. Like I said, not so bad considering uh, the youngster and, uh, how he's doing, especially being out all day on stage five. But I think that was a strategy that actually was probably more beneficial. Uh, once again, he, he was able to pick his lines. He didn't have any traffic issues as far as, uh, or or mechanicals. He didn't have to pick his way through traffic. So that might've been an actually, uh, easier day in a sense than you might be fighting and trying to scramble and chase. I don't know. Um, either way, pretty good. For uh, him, Gupama, David Gadou, looking solid. Uh, where's he at on the GC? Here, he is in fifth place, so um, 131 down. I, I mean, you can't uh, you can't fault David. He's uh, he's looking pretty strong right now. Any else? This is the ones with the, the got what? Four guys in the top 15 there. Pitcock, uh, the lowest down. Um, well, that was today's stage uh, for GC. We already mentioned that. Guys in the, uh, four in the top 10. Uh, but Garrett Thomas losing 14, Yates 29, Martinez 45. And this is just a different day. This is a, a unique day where the pitchy, pitchy stuff, um, it is just, you know, it may be different when you, you have, uh, Alpe d'Huez as an example, where you have the switchbacks and a little bit more of a power climb, a little bit more because it's not in the, the 20%. Um, so you see how some of those guys go. Uh, Louie mentions only is 51 seconds, but he ran his bike across the finish line. So I, I don't know how what what happened there. Maybe he was maybe he was a smart one. God, he would just get up and walk. Um, I haven't seen guys in DNF yet today, but i haven't been looking necessarily. Mike Woods to, to me this is a disappointing thing. There was a and I'll go through an article here. He mentioned how today was kind of the start of his tour. He's going to go for the KOM stuff and stage win. So today's where he, you know he's been sitting in waiting. Okay, and then he loses two, <laughs> hundred five, three forty eight to Chris Froome, former winner. Uh, actually, not so bad. If you think about how poor he's been riding, it's sad that you'd think that a 41st place, almost four minutes down uh, for Chris Room is like a positive, but I kind of see it as a positive in a sense. Um, whoops, that's tomorrow's stage. Let's go back here. Um, okay, so we had... Then let's go to Jumbo. We know what happened there. Jonas. Um, so, you know, once again, Jonas is 35 seconds. Roglic, 13th place at 245. I see Roglic moving up. Uh, day after day after day and probably staying within three, four minutes, getting maybe, uh, holding his own on the uh, time trial um, and being in the top five or so. If he's uh, losing traction, uh, so Brian, Zimini chimes in? Losing traction on 20% grade dirt. It might be faster to run than it is. Yeah, clip back in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming he unclipped and so it was just a smart thing for him to do that. Sometimes when you're riding, I mean, you know, yeah, had decent shoes. It might actually be better to <laughs> to get up and run in general, um, but uh, maybe not. Lotto Sudal, Philippe Joubert, 40-year-old, uh, 14 minutes back. That's the best day. Uh, Enric Moss coming in, 145. Oh, that's the GC. Uh, 145. Let's go back. Uh, no, we don't need to go back there. Um, and 21 seconds off today. Matteo Jorgensen moves to 738. Um, he's just a helper B. This guy, Quick Step has uh, Matteo C- Um, He can go uphill well. Surprisingly, surprisingly, but um, not no one. Nairo Quintana loses 51 seconds, holds himself fairly decent. Bargui uh, came off early early the, when it, for him. I mean, it was within the last uh, 3K, I think, as little smiley to the camera, so he was doing fine. Uh, Bike exchange, Luke Durbridge was in that break and then ended up uh, losing his five minutes. DSM, Roman Bardet looking good, losing 21 seconds, but I think that's solid. When you lose that 22nd, once, once again, with him and Roglic was all in the last you know, 20 meters or 200 meters. Um, Kevin Vermaka losing 620 down there. Chris Hamilton um, hanging in. He's, he's a worker bee. Total energy. Le, Pierre Latour losing 313. They don't have any shot for anybody. Tony totally Gallopin, 209. Um, Ciccone just once again being in the break and then just bailing it in. Uh, 1630. So, yikes. And then UAE. We know Pogachar raffle micah brendan mcnulty and george bennett coming in at 319 319 there were guys working hard to do 319 and these two guys probably just mailed it in after doing all their work um really impressed with uh the the combo there and i i've been watching george bennett just kind of sit up last few i mean if you look at the gc here he's going to be i think quite a yeah 16 minutes so you're but I, my thought was, you know, he's not needed. Like even yesterday, he wasn't really needed. Brandon McNulty was up there. Rafa Michael was needed, and then you're going to save <clears throat> George Bennett for the higher mountains. And you know, you got a got a few, many many weeks, well, two weeks, here still to go. Okay, um, let's go to like a preview tomorrow's stage. We already did, but maybe we'll get a little better view as to the climbs here. Uh, so you got your Cat One. Um, few kilometers there. The shorter one, the cat four there, it's, it's uh, six six, kilom- six tenths of a kilometer. This one's 6.7, the Cote de Rousseau. So that's going to be a little bit more brutal, but not super steep. Uh, the finishing climb though, up to the finish line, <clears throat> it's four and a half, almost five kilometers. Got some pitches in there some respites, but it doesn't ever go into the black on this, uh, route here. So you're not looking, um, with a 4.5%, that might just be a streamer uh, kind of a fast power guy, I think. Philip Bogana? No, he's not going to. He's got work to do. He's not uh, He's not interested in stuff for himself, which reminds me, I need to revamp my fantasy team because I always forget about it until the next day. Uh, and I have a bunch of guys that were valid for the first few weeks, our first week. Uh, it's mostly Copenhagen stuff or the the stuff in, in Denmark. Uh, so I need to ditch some of these people. I did have Camna. I did have Camna up there and Pogacar. So those two helped me a little bit today, but uh, some other people are killing me. All right, let's take a few news articles and then um, we're done. And we'll uh, maybe join in, uh, see what happens uh, tomorrow in the next few days. Uh, Mike Woods, Plonction de the Belle Fee is my day, my Tour de France starts. Um, starting Friday, the opportunities keep coming thick and fast. And I'm really excited to try to get into the break and tackle stages. Uh Friday is day one for me at the tour. Uh planche to Belfia is typically won by the breakaway. So I'm hoping that I can infiltrate the breakaway and see if I can challenge for the win. But there are f- quite a few opportunities out there uh, after that. So in the end of the world, uh, it's not the end of the world if I don't make the break. It's a first day at as or target. Okay, so you know, uh, maybe, maybe this is a situation. He doesn't make the break. He's he stays up there, he feels his climbing legs. He's like, maybe good, maybe bad. And then he just pulls the plug. Woods lost two minutes for him. Yeah. Uh I mentioned that earlier, Brian. Um, so I'm more impressed with Froome only losing 348 than Woods losing two. But I'm just walking through here. And if he's got stage hunting on his mind, uh, then he's not going to try to hang with the GC guys, sit up, just, you know, feel your legs out, do some good, and then just kind of do two minutes. And and for him, he, this was super steep one. This should have been right up his alley, but, uh, he's got some, maybe he's just tomorrow, maybe tomorrow's uh, where he's looking for. Um, any other articles? Probably not. I think that's where we'll end it. So tomorrow, once again, cool. Uh, let's look at the next few days, though. I think we have a rest day uh, coming next Monday. We'll go to the Tour de France website here. Uh, route. OK, so there's today's uh, things. So you got Pagaccio. He's all excited. He won uh, tomorrow into Lucene. Um hundred and eighty-six they say hilly that's uh Saturday or, uh, Saturday Sunday um where's that one there we go Sunday's some decent climbing stuff as well a cat four two one and one so we've got some we've got some interesting some interesting times coming up here I'm excited for it and then I think you know one of my favorite websites that's no longer around or at least they're not updating it is steephill.tv and I always liked his breakdowns of how it was easy for me much easier for me to navigate the the big ones because he put a little anyway um, so Saturday that Sunday and then there's a rest day on Monday and then we hit uh, we start moving over Albertville on Wednesday to Col de Granon then the Thursday is Alpe d'Huez so uh, less than a week we're going to be up Alpe d'Huez, and then hitting over in the Pyrenees. We've got How to Come, Peregrade, Foix, solid. And then the Triple T uh, on the Saturday, 40K time trial. That's where you're going to have trouble for some of these guys because they're not going to really know what to do <clears throat> with the 40K time trial. Uh, 2000, I want to say 1918 or something like that. 18, I think it was, when Dumoulin won the Giro, and uh, they had a long time trial, and Nairo was in the lead. and Yeah. We saw what we know what happened. Dumoulin won the Tour de France that year. That, <laughs> that's exactly how that went. Okay, everybody. I hope you have a good weekend. Get on the bike, have some fun. I'm gonna. I, I'm I'm in the office. I'm dressed up. It's what ten, almost eleven. I'm about ready to bail it in. Call it call it a day. That's how I do it. Between Two Wheels podcast episode two hundred and fifty three. Should we Should we bring some guests on? Maybe have some uh, people on the show this next week. I don't know.